Hey, this is Arthur Hancock from Wolfpin Branch, and you're listening to Undergroundopolis. Thank you so much. If you don't know, we are Mojo Thunder, and we are so happy to be here at Masters Musicians Fest with you. Make some noise out there. Tell us who you are and where you're from. Hey, man, uh, this is Bryson Moby, guitarist of Mojo Thunder, and I'm originally from Pulaski County, but I am in Lexington, Kentucky, as of right now. Are you? I just literally got back from Lexington. I wish I didn't know that. <laughs> I, was at, <laughs> I, I was at the Green Lantern last night. <laughs> oh, really? Who was at the Lantern? Yeah. Uh, M.P. Presley, 500 Miles to Memphis, and uh, Josh, no- Josh Nolan. Nice. And it was... Uh, NP, I saw a video from uh, NP's show last night, and they done a Billy Joe cover, I believe. Yeah, yeah, they did. <laughs> yeah, that's it awesome. Rocked it out too, man. <laughs> yeah, dude, that guy. NP's NP's the man. We like him a lot. Oh yeah, yeah. So, uh, how did Mojo Thunder come together? Yeah, um, so a long story short here. Um, no, make Zach, it long. <laughs> uh, well, it's a little more boring than, you know, most of tales of, you know, like uh, gratuitous, like crazy stuff from rock bands. But now our stuff would come together like fairly easily. I met Zach uh, through a Craigslist ad that I had out and, uh, you know, me and him started playing together. And then a mutual friend of ours introduced Andrew to us because he was looking for a band. Andrew's the bass player. And then we spent probably, let's say, two years. Or maybe maybe a little shorter, maybe a little longer, but uh, and uh, just kind of like you know trying to sort of round out the lineup. And we had a guy who was singing with us at the time, but uh, we ended up uh, 
going separate ways with him and found Sean uh, through a um, through a post that someone had shared on Facebook. So I don't know if you're familiar with uh, who Zach Day is or not, but he's a uh, he's from Macquarie County, which is uh, kind of like Pulaski County. He's like redneck neighbor, and uh, he was he was he was like on The Voice uh, last oh, year. Oh wow! I think he, yeah, yeah. He's and he's he's an incredible singer, and so we were. Uh, you know, Zach Schutman, our drummer, originally was saying, "Hey, you know, maybe we should get this guy Zach Day." And uh, he just sings way, way too pretty for us. So I was like, "Ah, that guy's way too talented." But then when we saw the video of, uh, that Zach Day had shared with Sean, then we were like, "Oh, that guy's a good fit." <laughs> so, uh, so anyways, uh, Sean was running a blues trio at the time, and uh, we uh, we went and saw him perform, and uh, you know, really, really. Really liked his style and everything he was doing, so we invited him to jam with us, and then we've been uh, going strong ever since. Which I think, if I'm dating us correctly, we've been together three years now with uh, the like classic lineup, if you will. Yeah. As Bryson Willoughby, is that correct? Is that yes, sir. Correct? Yep, that's me. <laughs> I'm always scared to say someone's name. I'm out of fear of mispronouncing it. <laughs> hey, Willoughby's a long one, too. So. <laughs> <laughs> As Bryson Willoughby, who, who, could you narrow down like a, an influence in, or something like you saw on stage or or, uh, or on TV or anything? You say, you know, I want to be that guy. Who who would that be influence be? And it doesn't have to just be one, but sure. Well, so there's a you know it's it's change like so much you know throughout the years it's kind of like a summation of like every guitar player i've ever liked but the first guy first guy that ever like really really turned me on to like wanting to like take a, a serious look at it was ace fraley from kiss i thought, <laughs> I thought those yeah. dudes were about the coolest guys ever so so that was it and then i think uh kind of like the holy trinity of that time when i was like 12 was like joe perry from aerosmith and angus young at acdc and those those three were really kind of my introduction to the rock and roll world how old are you okay. um, i'm 31 oh, I didn't, oh I yeah yeah you. yeah totally fine <laughs> i thought you'd be a, i thought you was a lot younger than that <laughs> you're a lot younger than me still but <laughs> <laughs> no sir i'm uh i keep uh keep getting older every year i haven't quite figured out how would you describe mojo thunder's music I just describe us as a, as a rock and roll band, man. Like we're, <clears throat> you know, uh, we kind of try and play from the same family as like bands like Humble Pie, The Faces, Rolling Stones, and Led Zeppelin, and you know, the kind of that like whole that that whole group of musicians really, really kind of gave us like a good direction on the you know like what a band was supposed to sound like if you're you know going to go the rock and roll route, and you know we have a lot of modern influences as well. Like there's a you know, My Morning Jacket out of Louisville and then Kings of Leon and The Strokes and I mean the list goes on and on and on. But uh but yeah, those are uh I would say like we're just I generally say rock and roll band and then um if I get pressed on it further, uh you know, we're not uh we're not big fans of like eighties metal rock music. That's not really that's not really our bag, so we're more of right. a more of like the seventies kind of style of you are you the main like the main writer? Or do you guys all collaborate together? Or? We all collaborate together. Uh, as far yeah. as the writing goes, um, generally speaking, like you know, someone will kind of come up with a like 
music first, like just like a loose structure, like say I'll have a, I'll have like a riff and like what I would think would be a chorus and the verses and, you know, maybe like a bridge idea. And then, uh, you know, once we get everybody in the room together, then we start seeing like how realistic, you know, those are to like, kind of like, you know, the standard we have of songwriting. So in other words, like I'll, I'll bring something in or Sean will bring something in or Andrew will bring something in. And then like, uh, we got Zach, who's the, our drummer, who's like really, really good at, saying well you know maybe we should put this here or that there and so it's, it's a very like everyone's like very involved in in uh what we're doing right on i love collaborating with people man like if i write songs myself i'm probably going to fail so <laughs> 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 i mean i do i have songs i do right but it's like my best ones are always always been some kind of collaboration with somebody Definitely. Yeah. I mean, if you're in a, if you're in a room full of people you trust musically, then I think you're always, uh, you're always better with, you know, four minds or however many is in your band than just the one. I think vision wise that, that helps out so much more because, you know, if you just have like one person's personality in something, it's inevitably not going to be as fun as having the four. So. Right. Well, I think it's what I've heard, what, what I've gotten here of you and seen, and, and seen you guys live is you're really great. And, uh, you know, I, I'm oh, not I don't, I don't just go around. I, mean, I, I, I go around handing out compliments, but I, mean, I, I really mean it. <laughs> you guys were, that was a fun time. The, I appreciate that, man. That place, that, that thing in Somerset, the Master, Master Musicians Festival, which I'm doing a whole series of, of all the artists that have least written me back and say, I've, I've got two or three down and, and you'll be part of that, that series. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Well, good. Glad to be part of this. Yeah, how'd you how'd you land that gig? Um, gosh, I think the uh, I think the director of Master Musicians Festival uh, was uh, she got a hold of us, and this was, and of course, this was um, pre COVID. I don't I don't know if you're you know familiar with the little pandemic that was going on, <laughs> going yeah. on that little bump in the road everyone had. Um, that's what started this. <laughs> oh well, yeah. Well, I, yeah, well, side note to Master Musicians Festival, I'm really, really applauding, like, anyone business-wise who learned how to pivot during that whole thing, because, you know, obviously, you get things thrown at you that you didn't expect, and I, I think I think a lot of people got really creative with how to stay safe and, you know, d- do a thing without, the, without you know, collapsing, but uh, so kudos to you for doing that, and, uh, and then back to Master Musicians Festival, yeah, we... Uh, we got booked by the director there and then, um, we got rebooked, you know, as, as part of it coming back. And we ended up doing their, uh, social distance fest, which was sort of like an online thing for where Magic yeah. Business Festival wasn't going on. So we done that early on. I didn't realize that's and, the same uh, company. Yeah. And, I, and that may have been a, like a collaboration of sorts as well. So I don't know, like if it was, you know, just MMF, uh, people or, you know, who else was actually involved with that. It's been a little bit ago, but, but they were, they were at least in some part involved. And I remember we got asked to do that because we were on Master Musicians Festival's lineup. So you, you, you got a favorite show story? Um, of my own band or going to a show? Of your ba- favorite band show story. Let's, let's start with that. <laughs> okay. So my own, I don't know as far as like, um, our group goes, 
I don't I don't know if I would exactly have a favorite, but there's a few shows that come to mind. At Match Musicians Festival this year, that was a that one was that was like a long time coming for us. That's a that's a festival I grew up going to as a kid, so that was really really nice to uh, turn around and be on stage rather than in the crowd. So that one definitely that one definitely was like one of my more more favorite shows. And then um, honestly, the hometown shows are normally like the uh like you know just like the most awesome experience as far as you know like cause a lot of that stuff you know sort of runs together but uh but you know Lexington's always like you know historically treated us well and what I'm hoping my favorite show is going to be is uh, something coming up we're doing a four-run show where we're playing an original Mojo Thunder set and then we're following it up with playing Pronounced by Leonard Skinner in its entirety Oh so, hell yeah! <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. So that's um, I'm hoping uh, as far as like best show stories, we'll uh, get a little Skinner to action in, and those will <laughs> those will be what I would tell you in the future. Yeah. All right, here's here's the counter question and one of my favorites. Do you have a worst show story that you can share with us? <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> um, definitely. Yeah. So um, so before we ever actually started playing. Uh, as Mojo Thunder with Sean, like historically, uh, what our band does is before we like play, like, you know, like kind of like start like a tour or something like that, we'll book a show under a different name and just kind of go play the set just to see sort of like how it works with crowds. So there was like one particular night, uh, Sean's like running his, his blues trio and, uh, he had Andrew playing bass with him that night. So, you know, uh, half of the bands, you know, already on stage, you know, different drummer there. And uh, Zach and I went up to go see him and we were talking on one of their earlier breaks and we're like, Hey man, you know, like, you know, get us up for a few songs and like, you know, we'll kind of try some of these out and, you know, like see if like, you know, we get a reaction or not. And uh, so this is like one of those four hour bar gigs and um, Sean and Andrew, you know, doing fine, like hanging out and where Zach and I were in the crowd, we had access to a little bit more alcohol than maybe Sean or Andrew did playing on stage. <laughs> so um, by the end of the night, uh, Zach and I probably, it was probably more of a feat for us just to be walking around, you know, let alone putting instruments in our hands. <laughs> so uh, I think some of the first times we ever played, like, gosh, I can't even remember the songs, but it's like uh, maybe got me like, or some of those like really, really early stuff that we released, but like, and, you know, Zach started off on this really, really slow tempo, and then I came in, I think, maybe in a wrong key. I mean, it was just a disaster <laughs> of a of a performance. But it also, it was kind of like a little bit of a wake-up call, too. Like, oh, shoot, like, you know, we've you know got, like, a real show coming up, so we're going to have to, you know, get it together. But uh, to this day, Sean and Andrew uh, give, us, give us hell about that particular performance. And... Uh, and since then, I can't really think of any, like, disastrous, disastrous shows. But as far as, like, you know, uh, touring stories go, you know, we've we have the – we've played to the bartender and the door guy story, you know, more than once. So that's always oh, a, yeah. a very interesting thing to – and then uh, during that time, too, you know, like, we would – we all wore bell bottoms and, like, you know, very, very, like, you know, 70s-esque clothing. So you can imagine uh, how much of an asshole you feel like when you're – on stage and all this garb and there's two people in the room yeah oh yeah i've, I've been there we we all we all play for the bartender door some sometime 
You you're paying your dues, you know. Absolutely. Who <laughs> which is your favorite song to play as far as Mojo Thunder goes? Oh, uh there's a few. I think that as far as uh doing it like it is uh, on the album, a bullet from uh from him's the uh, latest album we just released is I guess by far my favorite guitar solo that I've ever uh, put together. And uh the ending of that song is it's kind of like a like a jam esque, you know, just kind of goes into some good like straightforward rock and roll, and uh, that one's like a, a great song for me to play live. I feel like if I'm ever having a bad show, like by the time we get to that song, like I'm I'm kind of locked in to where I need to be. Like that kind of puts me in that good space. And uh, from the old songs, um, we started sort of kind of like incorporating like sort of these like longer jams into them. So like uh, an older song we do uh, called Fine, uh, we now have kind of like a like this like Almond Brothers s Grateful Dead thing that we do that you know can last anywhere from like a minute to six minutes you know depending on kind of how we're feeling it and so that's really fun to sort of like breathe life into some of those old songs that like it just kind of gives them like a little more like jazz and gets us sort of excited to play them again. Like this is 
like we're safe to kind of like kind of go on this little riff and and uh and then as far as the uh, lyrics go um i do a little bit of writing on the side so like all the songs that i like don't finish but maybe like like the lyrics too a little bit i'll send them over to sean to see if if they can help him or not so uh, me and him both had lyrics on that so but i mean it's you know 90 percent sean and you know 10 percent of stuff i contributed but but uh, that's basically about the uh full story of it the only other interesting thing about it is uh I, I like that that song doesn't have a guitar solo. I feel like we really pulled, you know, just the necessities, kind of like an ACDC song would. You know, like there's no uh, there's no extra to it. You know, it just is exactly what it needs to be. It's, it's okay to be simple, man. I, I, I say that for especially songwriting. It's not, you don't have to do that all the time, you know. Yep. Be yeah, simple. absolutely. That's the wrong to keeping it simple. I've, anything I've written is probably really easy to play, I promise you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, those make the best songs. Would you say you preferred the studio or the stage? Uh, both for different reasons. Um, you know, they're they're both like a performance in themselves. So, um, like, live, I like the experimentation of, like, being able to do things that you didn't do in the studio. And in the studio, I like the experimentation of, you know, adding layers that you may not have thought of before. So I have an equal love for both. Have you ever had an album, bought an album or something from, or a CD or something from the store and listened to it and immediately thrown it out the window? Yeah. Yes, I, I definitely <laughs> have. Um, what, what, what would, what would that album be? I cannot remember the exact name of it, but it was a Zach Brown album. Um, <laughs> I think it was, it wasn't his debut album because I, I still like that one. I don't believe it was the second album because I think that one. They were like on tour with Dave Matthews band, Nuts and Jamie stuff, and I loved it. But uh, there was one I don't know, I don't know what the departure and sound was, and I'm all, I'm all for people switching it up and doing their thing. But that was one I put in the stereo and uh, littered it on the side of the road on the way home. So what's the latest album? What's what's it called? Uh, the latest album is Hymns from the Electric Church. Where all can you find it? Uh, anywhere um, there is. A Bandcamp is like where you can do a digital purchase of the album. We're working on an online store right now where you can actually physically purchase a CD. And as far as streaming goes, uh, you know, Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon, like, you know, whatever weird streaming service you might have outside the big three, like, it's it's there. Is it on Deezer? By God, I, it better be on Deezer, I think. <laughs> <laughs> it might be, man. <laughs> no, it's not. I'm, I'm just playing. I, don't, I always make fun of Deezer, so I don't think anybody uses it. <laughs> oh, okay. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> Is there a particular producer you'd like to work with? I tell you, a guy that I would love to work with, are you saying like, like future tense, or are you saying past tense, someone we have worked with? Oh, future tense. We, we okay, talk about future. past tense, too. You, you, okay. you got a good story. Hit it up, man. Um, actually, I I do I have a longer story about working with a past producer, but I'm gonna do the right thing and uh, not throw anybody under the bus. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, as far as a uh, future tense, there's I don't know if you're familiar with uh, Shooter Jennings or not. He's a oh, yeah. Waylon Jennings' son, and uh, I I love Shooter Jennings. I've followed him since uh since he released put the O back country and I'm such a huge, huge fan of, of him. I think he's a super, super creative dude. He uh he started producing albums and that's a guy that I would love to work with. I think that guy could really kinda of push you to do some uncomfortable things that would be very rewarding to come out the other side with. You're the first person that's brought up shooter as far as being a producer. Well no, four might have. I think four I think four did bring four uh Coleman Williams. 
Mm-hmm. I think he brought. I think he brought that up on a previous show. Yeah, man. Shooter's Shooter's done some amazing albums. He's done a an album with. Uh, I mean, uh, you know, out, outside of his own stuff, he's produced. Uh, he's done an album with. Uh, I think it's the White Buffalo is the name of it, and then he's done Brandy Carlisle's album and I think American Aquarium. Like, I mean, he's he's doing great. He works with Dave Cobb too. You know, the guy that you know does Rival Sons, Chris Stapleton, Sergio Simpson. I think he done. I think he's done all Jason Isbell's albums. Like. Yeah, just a, so I think those two work really well together. What's next for you guys? Uh, the Skinner shows, the so those tribute shows, that's what's coming up first. Um, and those are those are pretty local. We're doing Bowling Green, Kentucky, Lexington, Kentucky, Louisville, Kentucky, and Nashville, Tennessee. So that's a that's a thing where we do an original Mojo Thunder set followed by doing a Leonard Skinner set. So that's going to be super super fun. And then um, hopefully I don't get in trouble for go ahead and saying this, but since I'm by myself right now i'm going to go ahead and do it but uh i'm set to hit the studio and start uh doing some demos for uh two upcoming projects that we're working on uh we're going to do i'm not sure which one's going to come out first but uh we're working on a working on two separate albums right now and so hopefully obviously both those will be out in 2022 but uh that's that's the next thing as we go into the winter and uh you know, with uh, kind of all these, uh, you know, like new rules coming out for shows and stuff, I'm kind of, you know, you never know what's going to happen, um, obviously, right. like, you know, like last year. So I'm thinking going into the studio during the winter and figuring everything out is going to be the next move. And then after that, we'll probably do like a full scale tour um, in 2022, like in the kind of like spring, summer. We'll start really, really hitting it hard with the shows again. Where are you going to play at in Louisville? Uh, Zanzibar. Okay. Were you just at the Enchanted Forest? Yeah, yeah, we done, yeah, we done a uh, New Albany like probably last week, two weeks ago, something like that. Yeah, I uh, I like live right down the street from there. Seriously, <laughs> like I, oh, I wasn't cool, in, man. I wasn't in town that night, of course. <laughs> I was thinking, I was like, well, damn, <laughs> I could have just I could have just taken the, the phone and done this with that right there. <laughs> you know? Yeah, so, man. Yeah, you could have caught us at a much more interesting time too if you talked to us after the show. Yeah. <laughs> Right, <laughs> I love catching bands right after a show. if they've had a really good show. Uh, I I love getting get while well, they're all pumped and everything. I love catching them right then. A lot of times, anything you'd like to add before we wrap this up? Um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and uh, drop the like I said the Leonard Skinner stuff one more time. Um, okay. And so yeah, we're gonna be doing four shows: uh, Louisville, Kentucky, at Zanzibar, and. We're going to be doing the five spot in Nashville, Tennessee, Tidballs and Bowling Green and the Borough of awesome. Kentucky. So, uh, so yeah, yeah all, dro- you can find, oh, go ahead. Uh, I drove by the Borough yesterday. That's where that place is. <laughs> with the good oh, yeah, fellas. Dude. Awesome. With the good fellas pizza. <laughs> like, well, there nice. is the Borough. <laughs> First time yeah, I've ever man. seen it. Yeah, it's an amazing venue. Have a lot of great artists coming through there and, uh, we're kind of one of the, uh, dumb rock and roll bands they let <laughs> get loud on occasion. So. How y'all feeling out there at Masters Musicians Festival? We are Mojo Thunder. We came to play some rock and roll for you this evening. Is that all right with y'all?
This is Haley from the Weekend Run Club, and you're listening to Undergroundopolis. And this is your joke of the week. It's the best one I've got. Um, why was the sand wet, you guys? Why? Because the seaweed. <laughs> That is all our time we have for now. Thank you for listening to Undergroundopolis. Remember, we do this every Wednesday night, bringing you new and exciting artists every week. Be sure to hit up their websites and social media and stream or download their music. If you like this show, please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Spotify, any streaming platform, and leave us a review as well. I'm your host, Rob Lyon, signing off. <laughs>